0: Good evening, and welcome to the Television Graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Laura Prince and Noah Hollihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This will be a podcast in which we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, including some that ran only one episode. With me, as always, is TV's Noah. Raise
1: a glass for Sir Ansgar the beer.
0: I like the part where you definitely didn't know Sir Ansgar the Blank, and you went Sir Ansgard the Beer? To Beards. No. It's Sir Ansgar the Fierce.
1: The Fierce? Yes. Oh.
0: Raise a glass <laughs> to Sir
1: Ansgar the Fierce.
0: <laughs> so this is episode two Of The Quest. Yes. Uh, So this is fun. I I don't know how to do the two-part episodes. This is only our second one. Welcome
1: back to The Quest.
0: Welcome back to The Quest. (laughs) So this is our second episode. We're going to be handling uh, episodes 6 through 10. Yes. Yeah. So...
1: As we last left, uh, we have lost half of our paladins. Yes, we have. Um, Or roughly half of them. And...
0: We as we were, left, they were singing "Sir Ansgard the Fierce," and darkness had fallen yes. over Castle Sanctum.
1: Yes, we had we had fallen in love with these characters. Yes, uh, they've all been trying to become the one true hero. Yep, yep, and they're they're finally starting to get on Sir Ansgar's good side.
0: Yep. So, darkness is falling over Castle Sanctum as Episode Six begins. Right, and. Everyone fight. Uh, Creo takes three of the paladins. Ansgar takes three of the paladins as they decide to try to figure out what's happening. Yes. And Ansgard discovers a fire orb. Yes. Which is essentially like a small yield nuke. I I guess. Like it's it's a bomb. Mm-hmm. And they said like three can level the castle. Right. Something of that nature. So seven orbs are missing, and Ansgard sends them to look for them. And they are running through the castle, uh, looking for these fire orbs, and they find nothing.
1: Yeah, they they there's a lot of time of them just being like, we got to search our our bunks and make mm-hmm. sure because they're also spy orbs, right? I believe so. Yeah, something like they can get information back to uh, Dark Lord Verlox. Uh, Verlox, I'm going to mispronounce Verlox again.
0: I thought you were going to call him Voldemort. Um, so there's seven orbs for seven paladins. None of them are able to sleep. Bonnie is leading the charge, trying to look for these orbs.
1: Yeah, like, she's very much of this, like, why should we sleep when we are in danger?
0: This is such a clever gambit by the producers Mm -hmm. to sleep-deprive the contestants, to make them a little bit, uh, hard up. It's, It's
1: also interesting to be, like, they feel like they should be doing this, but, like... From a gameplay perspective, they're not going to find anything. Like, they're not meant to find anything tonight.
0: No, and they're not hidden, like, anywhere where they're looking. Right. Because the next day, we have the challenge. Uh, Ansgard tells us three have been found through the night by NPCs.
1: Right. Good job, NPCs.
0: So there are four left. and
1: Probably those dogs found them. Yeah. They, they, They seem to be good boys. They
0: are fantastic boys. So, we need to find four. Now, there's seven paladins remaining and four orbs. So, this is the bird's eye challenge. Yes. Where there's a camera attached to a drone, essentially.
1: No, that is not what's happening. A falcon is flying around the, the castle and using a falcon's eye mask... You can see what the falcon sees. And the falcon is flying near the different locations of these orbs.
0: Yeah, so, uh, birdie GoPro. Yeah. So there's seven orbs, or there's four orbs remaining. And they have to find them, and the three who do not find an orb will be sent to the fates. Yes. So, this challenge is a lot of... Everyone looking and trying to, like, scramble around because there are only four of them. Right. So people are on top of each other.
1: Yeah, and basically the idea is if you keep watching the bird, you'll get a more direct idea of where the orb is.
0: But if you take too long watching the bird, someone else will figure it out. And you will lose your opportunity to get that orb.
1: Yeah, I kind of... I like this challenge. I, it felt fair.
0: It felt fair. It felt like a good balance of being patient and being fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lena finds the first orb. Yes. She finds it in the Battle Dome.
1: In the Battle Dome where... With and Shondo. Andrew. Oh, Andrew. Andrew is with him.
0: Yes, she and Andrew are hunting them down in the Battle Dome. And she is having a hard... Like, they're, he's having a hard time... And he misses a doorway.
1: Yeah, he runs past it too fast.
0: And she stops. And we see this with three of the four orbs of someone just misses it. Yeah. And Lena catches a glimpse of it. And Andrew realizes just as Lena turns in to grab it. Yeah. And we get that too. This like very quick, Andrew is this close.
1: Yeah, now Andrew does get to then go back to the masks and watch some more. Yeah. To see if he can get another one. It's not like he's out of the the game yet.
0: And then um, Leticia and Bonnie are looking in, like, the caves.
1: Yeah, I think it's right around where the Asgard fought the the orc. Yes. It's under that bridge area.
0: Yeah, so they're looking in this, like, cave-like area. And same story. Leticia gives kind of more of a perfunctory look. hmm Bonnie kind of, like, gets in there, and Bonnie finds the second orb. Yes. And then uh, Shondo is kind of the least inhibited. Shondo takes his time, takes a moment, and he finds the one that has been left in the paladin's living quarters. mm
1: mm-hmm. Which was clearly not there when they were looking.
0: <laughs> right. It's, like, in a weird place, too. It's not, like, in any of their rooms. hmm but Shonda, like, doesn't have anyone else he's dealing with. Shonda just kind of shows up and he's like, hello.
1: Yeah, I'm gives my, my orb. orb. Yeah.
0: And then uh, Adria has been looking through this one area right outside the castle walls. Yeah. And the editors do kind of tip their hand to the audience. We get this dramatic irony of, we see how close Adria was.
1: Yeah. Like, she's not doing the, like, she needed to move some stuff. hmm And she doesn't move any stuff.
0: Yeah, she kind of does the escape room. She doesn't want to disturb yeah. any of the setting. Uh, meanwhile, Patrick returns to that area and lays waste to it and ultimately finds the last orb. So, Andrew, Leticia, and Adria are going to the Fates. And Lena wins the uh, Perseverance yes. mark. And she is the first to win, too. And Ansgard makes a comment of like, Wait, you- really? Yeah. Yes, she's the first to win two. Uh,
1: right, right. Because at this point, there's only two of them that have not gotten a mark.
0: Right. Because um, Adria has not gotten a mark. And I don't think Patrick has gotten a mark yet. Right. So Lena wins her second. And Ansgar makes a comment to the effect of, like, if you win one more, we'll have to get you a bigger shirt. Yeah, and it's like what a weird comment. What a, it is an odd thing to say. So, uh, he leads them to the dungeon where there's an assassin who betrayed the kingdom.
1: Oh, that's right. There, I for
0: some reason didn't write about early in my notes.
1: Right, he, this guy kind of shows up, and he's got like long, stringy black hair mm-hmm. and like dark makeup, and Asgar uh, recognizes him. Yeah. Um, but he's kind of keeping it close to the chest what it is that, how he knows him. I want to be honest, I thought it was Christian.
0: Yeah, that would have been really cool.
1: Because I was, like, I had still built it up in my head from the last episode that Christian was going to betray the group. Yes. And, like, Christian had been banished that episode. Right. So I thought he was going to come furiously back. And, like, attack the paladins.
0: That would have been super cool.
1: It would have been.
0: Um, that is not
1: what happens. No.
0: So there's the assassin that betrayed the kingdom, and he and Ansgard clearly have history together.
1: Yeah, we get, like, a scene where yeah. he's interrogating him.
0: And he's real mad.
1: And he's real mad, and he, like, almost backhands him.
0: Yeah, and Leticia is, like... Wants no part of it Leticia's like Trying to back out Of the dungeon Like this I don't want
1: to be In a dungeon It's
0: weird (laughs) Hell like this Mm -hmm. Um, And Ansgard Throws The uh, Assassin's cape At Patrick And tells him To search it And Patrick finds A bunch of pieces Of map Right And Ansgard sends them up To try to get them To solve the map Mm -hmm. This is another Goose chase There's two In this episode Yeah yeah, this they were not meant to be able to solve this.
1: Yeah, it, it, they don't. They're not given all of the map. They, I think they believe that it's two different maps at one point.
0: Yes, but they are not given the equipment to. They think this is like a solvable puzzle, and it really isn't. It's also visibly way too hot.
1: Oh yeah, everyone's glistening
0: except for Bonnie, and I want to know what her skincare routine is because everyone's like. Like, sweating and gross, and Bonnie just looks like, what's up, guys?
1: Everyone's damp.
0: Yeah, except for Bonnie. And I'm like, I cared enough to take notes. Yeah. And, like, be mad about it. So then they have a puzzle challenge with the fates. Again, it is Andrew, Adria, and Leticia who have been brought before the fates. Right. So this is the sword and light challenge.
1: Yeah, this is an interesting one.
0: Yeah, this is kind of a cool one where it's, uh, there's different... The Fates fix the map while no one's looking.
1: Yeah, because they have powers.
0: And they're trying to figure out from what direction Verlox is coming. Right. And they will figure it out through the light going through these the hilts of these swords.
1: Yeah, they have to figure out how to get these swords to line up perfectly so that a laser beam will be shot through uh, all the hilts and reveal on the map where the army is coming from.
0: Yes. This is the first
1: challenge from the Fates that affects the plot.
0: Yes. It's neat. Like, this is starting to become, like, this neat gameplay idea. Yeah. Uh, We are really picking up in the story as well. Yeah, the story's starting
1: to take off now.
0: So, uh, we see, like, some character development from Andrew here. Yes. We see Andrew kind of figuring out that he needs to take his time. Yeah, he's too impulsive. Um... He is learning to take his time. He is learning to focus. Um, he doesn't do it correctly the first time, and he take like he takes a minute, steps back, and then like reassesses.
1: Yeah, instead of getting frustrated like he would normally do.
0: And it's kind of like a really good character moment for Andrew. Yeah. And you can't help but feel like since Christian's gone, he's getting his shit together.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like
0: oh, Christian's gone. I I I can sort myself out now.
1: Yeah. I'll figure this out.
0: So Andrew wins.
1: Yes, Andrew actually succeeds in the Fates Challenge, saving himself, leaving Leticia and Adria... Yes. ...to face banishment.
0: Yes. Um, so, it's this... Uh, You know, you get this moment where everyone is trying to figure out who they're going to send home. Leticia or Adria. Right. And uh, Lena is... Uh, the only one who really, like, commits at this point. Like, Lena is like, I'm going for Leticia. Sup? Right. Because Lena and Leticia have a very close bond at this point. Right. And so then Bonnie and Patrick choose Adria. Shondo and Lena vote for Leticia. Andrew is last again.
1: Yes. So once again, he's in that, like, swing vote position.
0: And Andrew, unlike in the previous episode, Andrew doesn't have a illustrated close bond to Adria or Leticia. Right. So, this is kind of an interesting moment of like, who is he going to pick? And he ultimately chooses to save Leticia. Yes. And um, they kind of talk about it a little bit more. Uh, Bonnie and Adria embrace. Patrick also kind of like joins in the family hug. Yeah, and they've uh, also discussed that now Verloc is coming from the west. Yeah. The fates reveal that after the uh, elimination.
1: Yeah, we're now at the point where like cool stuff is constantly happening, and these people are all friends. So all the eliminations going forward are kind of
0: bummers. Yes, but again, they are happening about three quarters of the way through the episode.
1: Yes, because a bunch of stuff happens after this.
0: Yes, we talk a little bit about why people voted the way they did. Uh, Shondo chose Leticia because of the reasons Shondo chooses anyone. Leticia has performed well. Yeah. He uh, thinks, like, you know, is kicking ass. I will choose Leticia. Andrew is playing politics. Yes. He is aligning himself with the people he believes to be the stronger players, mm-hmm. which are Lena, Shondo, and Leticia. And that's why he chooses them. Right. So then we're back in the castle, and... Ansgard. And this is a cool scene, especially knowing some of the background. Okay. Uh, The actor who played Ansgard promised the cast wine. Oh. And the producers were like, no. And the actor, uh, Peter Windhofer, was like, there will be wine. Get them wine. So they have this little sequence where they're like, you know, kind of boozing, having a few laughs. It's interesting to think that
1: every other reality show... They are just drowning them in alcohol to make a better show. But not this one. They're like, alcohol? That's sin water.
0: Well, it also explains why there's far fewer injuries in this show than there are in uh, Opposite Worlds or Daisy of Love. Yeah, that's true. No one gets stabbed with a piece of glass on purpose in this one. exactly. Facts. Um, So we're, like... Ansgard is starting to open up to them a little bit as people. Uh, Letizia asks the good question. Letizia goes like, well, how did you know that guy? Yes. And it comes out that he and Ansgard had been in battle together and had saved one another's lives. Yes. And then...
1: He betrayed the kingdom.
0: Yeah, he defected for money. He became a sellsword. We get this great moment of Ansgard asking, like, Bonnie if she has someone waiting for her back home. And Bonnie, in one of my favorite character moments of the show, responds with, I'm keeping my options open. Mm. And, and I I yelled, get it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> my
1: options are open. I
0: was like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> and then, like, he asks Lena the same question. She also hedges a little bit, like, <laughs> hey, We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ansgar's like, we're going to have a few drinks and we're oh, going to have fun.
1: Well, don't forget my favorite moment where Patrick like, tries to be serious and he's like, so what is our next move? And Asgard goes, tonight we drink!
0: Yes. Tonight we drink.
1: Yes. Uh, you also may notice, I sh- this is something I meant to bring up a little bit earlier, uh, that we didn't play a clip there. Or, or maybe we did. I don't know. But clips are very difficult for this part. Uh. Because last episode I have to say a quick thank you to Nick Draco on YouTube who made a movie out of the first five episodes of the quest. So thus I had access to clips from the first five episodes. He didn't make a part two to that movie, so I don't know if I'll have clips for this episode. So if there's less clips, I apologize. Just wanted to throw that out there in case you're sitting there wondering, hey, where are all the clips?
0: Yeah, we find out um, a little bit more about Ansgar's life uh, he was married. Yes. He also, um, according to the quest book, has five kids. Five kids? Five kids. He's Ansgar. Mm. Uh, he's Ansgar mm. the Fierce. Yes. Um, there must
1: have been quite a few impressive warriors.
0: <laughs> so we, we don't really know what happened to Ansgar's wife. And he kind of says, like, I have my sword and I have my queen. So that's yeah. good. So we don't really know where she is in this moment. Right. And so after Ansgar declares, like, we're going to have drinks and fun, Leticia toasts to him. And then, as is happening at the end of every episode now, something bad happens.
1: Yes, we get the cliffhanger.
0: The castle is on fire. Right. Verlox has arrived. And the episode ends with Creo moving protectively in front of the queen. Yes. Poor Creo.
1: Poor Creo. Uh, Creo does not get enough camera time in general, in I, my opinion.
0: I agree, especially because Creo is the first person we meet. So I really thought we were gonna see so much more of Creo. Right. Um, but we see so like he's not quite as charismatic as Ansgar and his character is not. Well, we didn't
1: mention this uh last episode. But there's a part where Asgar is really mean to him. <laughs> yes. It's got- He's like, Creo, come here. And Creo walks up. He's like, Yes, sir, Asgard. He goes, This man's a coward. (laughs) I would never go to war with him. Look at him. And he just kind of stands there and takes it and gets all bummed out.
0: It's during the Battle Dome episode. (laughs) Yeah. When he's trying to get him to, like, not be nice to their competitors. Yes. He just absolutely craps on Creo. Yes,
1: poor Creo. Uh,
0: Apparently, there was a joke about sword size. Oh. That was among the cast and crew.
1: Hmm. only has a little dagger.
0: Yes. <laughs> Did uh, I nail it? Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. And, mm.
1: uh... He's not swinging that broad sword around. I
0: believe the joke was that actually, like, because Patrick was very tall, mm. he needed, like, they they needed to get him, like, a larger sword than the prop department had, so the fight coordinator had to give Patrick one of his own swords.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: So Patrick would, like, mess with Ansgarred. <laughs> and, like, an answer, and start, like, pulling, un- unsheathing his giant sword.
1: Oh, look how big my sword is, mm.
0: yeah, yeah, like, oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Bet I could kill you with just the tip. it just got the tip in.
0: Yikes. Oh, my God. It's weird because, like, we've been in contact with people who were involved in the show. Spoilies! Yeah, but it's so uncomfortable saying that. So I'm just like, oh, nope. Um... So it was this whole really just funny joke between them and with Creo. But poor Creo. Yeah. So this brings us to episode seven. Right. Uh, Verlax arrives and he looks like. Uh, Tim Curry from Legend.
1: Yes! That is a... But, like, gray.
0: Yeah, like a gray-white version. Yes. So he's less uh, explicitly the devil.
1: Mm-hmm, but he's he's pretty scurry.
0: It's kind of like how the hag looked like uh, Miracle Max from The Princess Bride. Yes. Like, the makeup designs are a little bit stolen.
1: Get a little on the nose.
0: So, the soldiers fight, and every named character and the paladins haul them butts out.
1: Yeah. We're leaving es- the castle. We're getting out of here.
0: escaping.
1: Verlocs arrived from the west, as predicted.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but faster than they thought. But
1: pretty dang quick.
0: And uh, the vizier pops up. And Shondo is over it. Mm -hmm. Shondo is like, I don't trust this guy. This guy sucks.
1: Yeah, it took a while for them to all of a sudden be like, hey, this guy is really suspicious. It's like, yeah, he's been suspicious from the beginning.
0: (laughs) And this also might be editors. Like, this is the first time the talking heads have said, like, I find him suspicious. They might have been doing that since season, or episode two. That's true. And the editors just aren't showing us that because they don't want to show us that yet. Right. And, um, they kind of say the vizier is a politician. Yes. So he should be a little bit shady. Yes. He's not a noble queen or, like, you know, a dashing knight or a dweeb, dreamer, steward, whatever Creo is.
1: A dagger-wielding steward. Uh, so, but he does have a necklace for the yeah, queen.
0: Yeah, an amulet of protection, and the queen accepts it gratefully. And they're kind of like, okay, well, what do we do now, Ansgar? And Ansgar, he didn't say it in this many words, but essentially, well, we're boned. Yeah, the quest is over. We are boned.
1: Yeah, all is lost.
0: And then Creo stands up. Creo takes a stand, and Creo says, like, this isn't how it happened in my dreams. The quest is not over. This is our only way.
1: Yeah, this is part of it. The fates would not deny us, or something like that.
0: Yes. Because uh, Creo is kind of like, has these prophetic dreams. And right. that's why we're like, we're just trusting Creo at this point. Uh, so Ansgar takes the paladins, and Creo takes the queen, and they split up. Mm-hmm. So uh, we get kind of they just like camp overnight somewhere, or they're running all night. Are they running all night?
1: They're underground. Right. This is the part where they're underground and then it's, there's a moment where they're like, just find a place to sleep. We're staying down here for the night.
0: Yeah, so they have like their bedrolls and it's uncomfortable and crappy and no one's happy about it. Yes, and
1: then once they're out, I forget where they're attempting to go.
0: Um. At this point, they were just attempting to escape and then they're going to be reuniting with the queen at her campsite soon. Right. But they needed to split up for some reason.
1: Yeah, There's a, they they separate... Uh, They have to make...
0: Oh, there's just too many of them, and it's not safe for the queen. It would be safer for the queen to travel alone with Creo. Yes. Instead of with six paladins, Ansgar, the vizier, Creo. Right. Like, that's just too many people to keep eyes on. Right. So, we get... uh, The next morning, we have the next challenge. Right. Right. And this is the flag key code challenge.
1: Yeah, this is a good challenge. I like this challenge.
0: And we are send- they're sending a message to the soldiers. Yeah. In coded flags about what's happening. And it splits up boys and girls. Yeah. That, now, I, this is
1: a, a gameplay thing that bothered me. Okay. This is like the fourth or fifth or seventh game mm-hmm. that starts with draw arrows. Yeah. And that, like, element kind of started to bum me out that were like before we start with any before we do anything here's random draw yeah i really would have liked this to because th- this is something they played with earlier if it was the symbols that that they earned yeah because in the battle dome challenge the three team captains were those who had earned badges yeah so like this would be a great opportunity for those badges to do something
0: Yes. Where
1: it's like, yeah, if you have this badge, you're a team captain. Or something like that. Because then you have a thing of value. Like, this is all like from a reality show point of view. Right. People with badges have things with value, which means there's a reason to target them. Because as long as they're there, they will have this badge and have it over you. And then there's also a reason to befriend them, because they have power in the game. But instead, it's draw an arrow. If your tip is red, you're a captain.
0: I think the thing that's hard is at this point, Lena has two badges. Uh, Andrew, Shondo, Leticia, and Bonnie each have one badge, and Patrick has none badges.
1: Right. It could be as simple as, like, who won the previous one. Right. But I I think an element like that would have helped gameplay in terms of strategy and interesting reality show.
0: Just throwing it out there. Yeah. So, the girls actually think they're... Coming in with an advantage, because it's symbols and colors.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, to to, to refresh, uh, L- uh, Lena picks the teams. Yes. Along with, who's the other team captain? I
0: believe Andrew.
1: Andrew. And uh, Lena ends up picking Bonnie and Leticia. Mm-hmm. And one person must go up into a crow's nest type thing. Yes. And yell, flag, shapes, colors, designs. Yeah. So that they can put a coded message up, and then... Hoisted up a tree so that the armies can see it and know what to do.
0: Right. So they send Bonnie up because Bonnie did very well with that in the first challenge. Right. And they send Patrick up.
1: Yes. Because he's a math teacher.
0: Yes. Uh, which they mention 4,600 times. During yeah. The
1: they really bring it up a lot.
0: He's a math teacher. You know, shapes. <laughs> I was like, is he a geometry teacher for five-year-olds? Because hey, like shapes and colors are...
1: This ends up being quite important.
0: Yes uh bonnie keeps yelling pentagon and it comes out that leticia and lena do not seem to know what a pentagon is yeah
1: they end up picking up an octagon yes because they're like it's a black pentagon on a red background and they put a black octagon up on a red background
0: and because of that the men win
1: yeah asgard just keeps telling them that they're wrong but will not help them yes which is a little harsh for the plot
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> but whatever
0: uh, so, this is uh, a decisive victory for the men.
1: Yes. And then they, the men actually end up helping the, the women complete theirs.
0: Yes. Which is the first time we see this of... Once you have... lost. Well, it's not the first time because we see it with the Fates Challenge with Bonnie. Yes. But once you have completed yours, you begin to assist the other team. Right. So, uh, Patrick, w- Patrick is nominated to be the one who wins the mark. Yes. And again, like, this is Andrew and Shondo going, like, Patrick was the MVP, Patrick gets the mark. Yes,
1: and I find this very interesting. At this point, everyone playing has earned a mark.
0: And no one with a mark has gone home.
1: So, like, it does create this story of, like, these are the best.
0: Yeah, these are the top six people. Yeah. So... um I have a note about Ansgar having a lot of chemistry with Patrick in this sequence. Just saying. Uh,
1: He's got a big broadsword.
0: He does. So then they go to the campsite. And, like, it's a really nice campsite.
1: Yes. They've, like, set up these, like,
0: nice... Now, I
1: I believe we may have missed this, but they, they make a camouflaged, like, fallback hut. Yes. Which, yes,
0: they build a structure, and Patrick takes charge of that. Yeah. And that's when Ansgar is, like, all over Patrick.
1: Because Asgar's like, I have to go do a thing.
0: He's checking on the queen.
1: Yeah. You guys make a shelter. I'll be back. And when I'm back, there better be a shelter. And then Asgar comes back, and he's like, this is a really good shelter. <laughs> like, this was supposed to be part of the show where I yell at you guys for failing, but this,
0: this a good job. Yeah and like Patrick had been in charge of it. Yeah. Like this is this is like Patrick's episode where he yeah. like really kind of comes from he he was never like behind behind but it's when he suddenly rises to like. He hasn't
1: shined yet.
0: Yeah this is his, his time to shine. Mm-hmm. And uh so they get there and there's a boys tent and a girls tent and I have a note about Lena talking about going to carnivals. For some reason.
1: I don't recall this.
0: She, like, talks about how she used to go to carnivals and how this, like, reminds her of a carnival. Oh. Like, the, with the tents and stuff. Okay. Um, And so, the girls are all going to the Hall of Fates.
1: Yeah, it's a bit of a bummer. And they're kind of telling this story of, like, Lena feels guilty because if she hadn't gone all girls... Then a girl could, like, they wouldn't have guaranteed that a girl was going on. Yeah,
0: home. and she thought she was protecting all the girls because yeah. they thought they had a lock on this challenge.
1: And, but no, they she damned them. Uh, and Bonnie blamed herself because she said Pentagon instead of Five Sides, which yeah. is the thing that would have probably won the challenge for them.
0: Yes, because they were ultimately faster, they were just yeah. less accurate. So Creo takes the women away to their challenge, and it is. This looked like it was shot day to night.
1: Yeah, this is something that you bring up at this point that is probably true. It looks like this was probably shot in the daytime.
0: Or day four night is the word. It's not day two night.
1: Yeah. It was probably shot in the daytime and then color corrected to look like it was nighttime.
0: Yes, which uh, was a common thing they would do for uh, horror movies. Right. Uh, So you're shooting during the day. But you're going to regrade it so it looks like it's nighttime. Right. Uh, Which is really obvious in this one because the moonlight looks very unnatural. Yeah. Uh, But it also looks like it would have to because you're like, you're in the forest. It's been the full moon the entire time they've been there. I want to point that out.
1: Yeah, that's just how it is in this realm.
0: So it's an observation and memory test. All three girls are sitting up in trees looking over... Verlox's forces yes, that are riding by and they need to remember everything they see.
1: Yes. And then after, like, they all ride by, uh, they have to take a written test and it's stuff like, how many shields did you see? How many spears did you see? How many scorpions did you see?
0: It's interesting because they do a verbal interview with Ansgar first.
1: No, that's after because they're reading the test to him. Okay. Yeah, this, this this way that they, they do it this way so that they're all saying the same thing with different information. Yeah. Like I saw four spears, I saw five spears, I saw three spears. Just to show, like, they vary on this answer. Yes. This is a bit of a bummer because the way it's shot, mm-hmm. there's not a real good way for us to play along. Yeah. Because, the, the like, it cuts to different angles, so I'm like, I don't know if that's the same guy. Yeah. So I don't, like, there's no way for me to be like, ooh, Bonnie's clearly wrong. Because I know when I played, I only saw four spears.
0: Well, I think part of it is, this is how they're creating drama in the show. Because, like, the contestants all get along really well. So your usual reality show drama is not in play. Right. So I think that's how they're creating suspense. Because they do it with most of the Fates challenges, where it's really ambiguous who is doing the best.
1: Right, right.
0: So I think that's how they're going to create the suspense and create the drama. Uh, I
1: mean, I think they could have created a good amount of dramatic irony of, like, we as the audience, like, are pretty sure we saw X. So when someone else gets it wrong, we're like, ooh. Ooh,
0: you boned. That
1: means bad stuff for you, Bonnie.
0: Well, you keep saying Bonnie gets it wrong. Bad news for Bonnie. Bonnie wins.
1: Yeah. It's
0: Um, a twist. What a twist. And Andrew and Patrick immediately praise her. They're proud of her. And now they have to decide between Lena and Leticia. Yes. This elimination sucks.
1: It really does.
0: This is the one to me that like hurts the worst.
1: This is a gut punch.
0: So again, we have the scene where they're all around the stone table and they're all talking about it. And it's very ambiguous because they don't want to tip their hand on who's going to win. And Lena standing there and Patrick immediately stands behind Lena and then Shondo, and then Bonnie, and then Andrew. So Leticia, it's
1: unanimous.
0: So Leticia, who stood alone behind Christian because no one should have to turn around and see no one there, Leticia is, t- at this moment, the only competitor who that happens to.
1: Yeah, turns around sees no one.
0: And Leticia is deeply upset when that happens. And the only person she says goodbye to and embraces is Lena. Yeah. Who Leticia swears up and down would have stood behind her. Yeah. But since Lena was the other person up for elimination, that was clearly not possible. Mm -hmm. But it also keeps Lena's hands clean. Yeah. In a way that reminds me of Sam from Opposite Worlds. Of like, Lena, to this point, hasn't really ever had to betray anybody or hurt anybody. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh... We get back to camp, and Shondo is, like, justifying what happened. And, but no one, like, feels good about it.
1: Yeah, everyone's bummed, but happy Lena's there.
0: Yeah, like, Lena is profusely thanking everyone. She's really upset about losing Leticia. And she's very, like, she's grateful, but she's sad. Yeah. And everyone's pretty upset about losing Leticia because now like the eliminations are starting to hurt them. Yeah. Now you are getting rid of someone you are actually close to
1: and, every time. And also like your vote matters more when there's less people voting. Right. Like when there's ten people voting, it's like, alright, like I could make a vote and no one will
0: Yeah, Leticia could throw her vote away. Yeah. To spare to spare yeah, Christian's Christian feelings. feelings. Yeah. Although the numbers game Somebody could have stood behind Leticia. Yeah. It would have been three to one.
1: It makes me wonder if they had to lock in a vote before walking in.
0: Yeah, and I haven't found anything telling me yeah. how they did that. I'm going to gonna try to find out. Okay. Foreshadowing. And then the three named characters, Creo, uh, Ansgar and the Queen, roll up. And then we hear a roar. And then we get this dramatic shot. Of a dragon in the distance.
1: Yes, it's a dragon.
0: Episode seven's over.
1: Cliffhanger. Yes. Dragons. Episode eight. Yeah, we're going to see some dragons. Uh, Spoiler, we never see any dragons. <laughs>
0: we, we do. We see like a couple shots in this very beginning part. Yeah. That's clearly not something the paladins see. Yeah. It's clearly for our benefit. Yeah. The queen is done being passive yeah the queen's like f this we're gonna do some shit and then i don't know what this is in response to but i have a note that says like screw it i want to go on a quest with shando i'm guessing shando was like i'm doing this and i was like i, I yeah. feel like he'd be a really fun person to go on a quest with
1: absolutely
0: <laughs> so they march all night and they find the nearest town and it's in burned ruins yes
1: destroyed
0: but there are two people alive they're talking about how like the dragon's currently in its den. Verlox has released the drag had released the dragon from its den, but at nightfall the dragon will come back out and lay waste to another city. Yeah,
1: but it's gotta sleep it gets all sleepies. They're nocturnal. And it has to go to bed.
0: Uh so Ansgar stays with the paladins and Creo and the Queen are like, Well, goodbye. <laughs> As they often do for the challenges. Yeah. Creo and the Queen kinda of show up and they're like, We're still characters. Alright, yes. peace. Good luck. <laughs> So now this is the winch challenge to trap the dragon.
1: Yeah, they're given, like, gears, and they have to put them in the correct spots. Yes. And then crank closed a gate that will seal the dragon inside. Yes. So there's a mix of, like, puzzle to put everything together, Mm -hmm. and then cranking speed. So it's, you know, physical as well.
0: Yeah, and that's a good game. Yeah, like... That it's not... Especially with this few players left... I think it's really good that we have something that's multiple skill sets required. Yeah. Because then it's not like, oh, it's a purely physical challenge, which puts Bonnie and Lena at a disadvantage. Or it's a purely mental challenge, which might put Andrew at a disadvantage. Yeah, I
1: could totally believe that Bonnie could put hers together first. Shondo could put his together second and then beat Bonnie in crank speed.
0: Yes. So, uh, Andrew actually wins this challenge.
1: Yes, and again we have that plot of like, well we still have to seal the dragon, so everybody like has to finish.
0: But what it is, is Andrew wins, and then the four of them have to finish, and then the second person has to complete their winch alone. And then Andrew can start assisting.
1: Oh right, because we need a bottom three.
0: Yes, so Shondo completes his as well. And then Andrew and Shondo help Lena, Bonnie, and Patrick. Yes, Andrew wins the mark of bravery, and Ansgar says, "Like, okay, we need to start camouflaging the campsite."
1: Well, don't forget my favorite moment where Creo comes out and is like, "You did it! You 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 sealed everything." I don't feel safe here. <laughs> he's just like, he's just like, oh, well, I'm I'm glad to be back with my friends. Oh, there's like a dragon. I don't like this.
0: Yeah, like, it's really endearing. Poor Creo. And uh, there's this really good moment at the campsite before the Fates Challenge. And Patrick is like, hey, so the vizier is, like, shady, right? Yeah, have you guys picked up on this? And the other paladins readily agree. Mm -hmm. And Ansgar goes like, this is high treason, y'all.
1: Yeah, you yeah. you know what you're speaking of is trees.
0: And finally it's time for the Fates challenge because there are dragon eggs. Yes. That need mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm.
0: The queen arrives to the Hall of Fates for the first time. Yes. And she's like, "Oh, this is cool." Yeah,
1: look at this. It feel it makes it feel a little bit more special.
0: Yeah, and like Creo has always been there with them. And he's like, yeah, this is pretty great. Told totally you yeah. I could find it.
1: It's nifty, right?
0: So what it is, is there's three dragon's eggs down at the bottom of three holes. Yes,
1: like a well.
0: And there is a chute. That they need to get them up through. It's like a cage.
1: Yeah, it's a... Um, it did, yeah, like a cage chute. It's like a big cylindrical tube yes. with slits in it.
0: Yeah, like it's made out of sticks.
1: Yeah, I thought it was made out of metal.
0: No, you're right. It's made out of yeah. like. It looks like a portcullis. Yeah. Um. all three, and then each of them has two sticks. Yes. So what they need to do is they need to get the egg from the hole up out of the hole. And then they need to wrap it in a net. Right. You cannot touch it, it yes, will burn your it'll skin. It will burn your skin. And then you need to take the net and drag it to a certain place. Yeah. And Ansgar will take care of the remaining eggs after that. Mm-hmm. So everyone gets in their hole. Lena complains about how bad it smells.
1: Yeah, they kept saying that it actually smelled really bad.
0: Yes, and uh, another paladin has confirmed that when an eliminated paladin comes... Not the paladin eliminated in this episode, but the paladin eliminated in episode 9. So a couple days later... Mm-hmm. That paladin still smelled bad from this oh, wow. challenge. So it did really smell real bad. So they're. Stru- Bonnie is on the struggle bus here. Mm-hmm. This is another physical challenge. She's having a very hard time. Patrick and Lena are neck and neck. Yes. But in the 11th hour, Lena's tumbles down.
1: Yeah, and falls back down the chute.
0: And this is what I'm sure. That they looped in audio because there's no way that happens and Lena didn't say a whole bunch of swear words.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Um, so Patrick at this point then wins. Yes. Because Lena's falls right about when they're both about to get it out of the shoot. Mm-hmm. So Patrick wins and he goes full opposite worlds Frank beast mode. Yes. Like roars. Uh, he doesn't pull his shirt off. Yeah. But like you get the idea that unlike Frank, he probably could have.
1: Yeah. he was He's feeling that good.
0: So, uh, Bonnie gets hers about a third of the way up and then drops hers as well. And then Patrick climbs down to help Bonnie.
1: Yes, because we still have to destroy these eggs, plot-wise. As a challenge, this is probably the one I felt like was the least safe. This one
0: also felt like the least explained.
1: Well, I think part of it was like, there's an egg down here, you have to get it up without touching it. Yes. And, like, part of that is figuring out how you're going to do that. Yeah. And then realizing, oh, I can roll it up the chute and stick these planks in and then, like, slowly just work it up doing that. Yeah. But, like, what everyone does is when they say get down there, they all go down the chute thinking, Mm -hmm. oh, this is how you go down. On the way up, you have to climb on the outside of the chute. Mm -hmm. The way up is at least, like, 10 feet, right? Right. Right. So falling off of that would really suck. It would. So th- this is the first time I was like, ooh, there's like no harness involved here.
0: No. So Patrick is helping Bonnie. Lena is working alone. Bonnie and Lena finish very close together. Yes. Uh, the difference being Lena technically comes third. Yes. But Lena has done hers entirely on her own. Right. Uh. Like, outside of physically dragging the egg at the end. Because Patrick drags Bonnie's over and then comes back and helps Lena drag hers. But in the end, Lena would have completed her challenge alone and Bonnie would not have. Yes. So, they're in the round table. Patrick has been spared. And now it's the three men. Yeah. And Patrick really tries to advocate for Bonnie. Yeah. But, and also like... You see him kind of struggle with telling the truth about what happened in the challenge. Yeah. Because Andrew and Shondo didn't see it. Mm Mm-hmm. He doesn't... Patrick does not lie. But he he clearly doesn't, like... He has a hard time saying that, like, Lena did complete the challenge alone. Yeah. And Bonnie required help.
1: Yes. It, It was definitely an element of, like... It wasn't just... Patrick is closer to Bonnie, so Patrick helped Bonnie. It was, if Bonnie did not receive help, it is questionable whether or not this would ever be completed.
0: And then we get the Hall of Fate sequence, and there's an amazing shot. Yeah. The cinematography in this is sometimes really good, and it's the two girls who are up for elimination from the side. Bonnie is in the foreground, like, crying quietly. Like, full tears. She's not, like, blubbering, but, like, you can see the tears streaming down her face. And you see Lena in the background, resolute. Mm-hmm. And then Andrew comes in, and Andrew chooses Lena. Yes. Patrick comes in and chooses Bonnie. Yes. Leaving Shondo to be the deciding vote. Mm-hmm. Shondo will always vote for performance. Yep. So Lena is chosen to stay. Yes. And we realize about then that Bonnie has removed her pin. Right. Uh, and Bonnie give, I believe, gives her pin to Patrick. Yes, which she said she was going to do the last time she was up for elimination.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Lena and Bonnie embrace, and then we actually get an elimination montage for Bonnie because this is we are now yeah. we're now like very close to the end. Mm-hmm. Like there's only two more episodes after this, so this is an elimination that hurts, especially because yeah. Bonnie has been the heart of the group.
1: Yeah, the heart of the show. She sang a, a song. She sang she a couple songs. Sang a couple songs. Yeah.
0: So. Everyone talks about her. Like, you know, Patrick talks about how great she is and how much he cares about her. Andrew talks about how he learned compassion and heart from Bonnie. Lena and Shondo both speak well of her. This is clearly the heartbreaker elimination.
1: Yes, it is. The
0: producers are really, really pushing how much this elimination sucks. And they always say the paladins, the paladins, the paladins. Bonnie is a pitch-perfect bard.
1: Yep. Yep. Magic and adventure go hand in hand as you quest upon Everrealm's land. Your journey is now about to begin, remember.
0: And this is when the show gets a little tropey, because this is about in a quest when you would likely lose your bard. Yeah. <laughs> like, getting toward the end of the quest, your bard has out like outlived their usefulness in the quest. Like, you don't really need the comic relief anymore. They're gone. Yeah. Like, you don't really need the heart of the group, and it's also giving them something motivational of like, you know, we loved Bonnie, and now Bonnie's gone. And we see the four of them mourn for Bonnie. And then you kind of see Lena processing. This is the second elimination in a row where Lena has lost one of the girls, but gotten to stay. And she was like, this is my life. I have three older brothers, and now I'm back to that. And we see them sitting around the fire, and, like, Lena does not have a cape to her costume. I believe it's because, like, they just didn't have one when they were in the Hall of Fates, because all three men do. Yeah. Yeah. So she is by herself kind of like freezing. Mm -hmm. And we get this good character moment for the queen. Yes. Who insists on giving Lena her cape.
1: Yeah. This was a pretty cool moment.
0: And it's like a nice little moment. And they're talking about Bonnie and they're talking about Bonnie's songs and how much they miss her. And somebody suggests singing one of the songs, and they're like, "We can't."
1: No, we can't sing without Bonnie. Oh, I
0: believe the Queen wanted to hear it, and they were like, "We, we can't no. do it justice with no Bonnie."
1: And they all stare blankly at her for a moment, and then go
0: raise a glass. They, and that, then they
1: stop and wait for the Bonnie part.
0: They they do not do this. They do not do that. So now we have the the plot part yes. where uh, the Queen's in her tent, and Creo is taking the first watch, and. Everyone asks Creo if he wants company. Yeah. This is one of my favorite moments of the series. Oh. Uh, Shondo goes, if you need anything, give a holler. Yeah. And Creo does not get it. Give a holler. Yeah, like it's Creo trying to translate. Like, I, I wouldn't even even realize that was slang. Yeah. Like, so it was a strange comment to fixate on.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, the word holler. Is probably a word he'd know, but Hala is not.
0: I, I guess, yeah. So, uh, Ansgar, like, scolds Creo and tells him to keep alert. The paladins go to their respective tents. So I guess poor Lena's, like, by herself in her tent now. Yeah. Which is sad. Lonely tent. And Ansgar is sleeping outside in some rocks because he's Ansgar, and I yeah. guess, you know, even though, like, think about this logically. Even if he didn't want to, like, share a tent with Lena because it wouldn't be, like, <laughs> you know, it'd be, Im- like, improper, he could have just taken, like, Leticia's cot yeah. and dragged it outside and slept on it. Mm-hmm. So this is really silly to me for some reason. And Creo clearly has, like, a bad feeling. Yes. And inside we see the Queen's amulet begin to grow.
1: Yes. Now, I was 90% sure we were losing Creo.
0: Yeah, this really looks like they're about to kill Creo. That off.
1: they are setting up for Creo's death.
0: So Creo falls asleep mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't really look like Creo falls asleep on purpose. Right. Like there might have been something in play.
1: Yeah, because he's like sitting up.
0: Yeah. And then we see the shadow of something green, a scary music sting, and that is how episode eight ends. Yes. Episode nine. Yes. So Creo. The Paladins, Ansgar, and the Queen get kidnapped by the fish people from the Shape of Water.
1: They are, to me, clearly uh, a Land of the Lost reference.
0: Yeah, they look like the fish people from the Shape of Water, though. Alright. They are called the Rana. Right. That is their actual species name.
1: Yes, Rana means frog.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yes, I know that because I know what the word Hurricane Rana means.
0: That makes perfect sense. So they are brought before the King of Lorana. Yes. And their hands are tied. And they kind of start talking at the paladins a little bit. And they're like, why should we believe that you're fated to save us from Verlox? What yes. should we... And Lena...
1: Jumps up.
0: Shoves through all three guys and is like... Kind of just says her piece about how like... This is what I am fated to do. Mm -hmm. I am going to do this. Right. And then Patrick speaks next. And Patrick says, like, I left my family to save this, to save Everrealm. This isn't my world, but I've come here to fight for it. Mm -hmm. Like, Patrick gives, like, a really solid Chosen One speech. Yeah. Uh, Shondo talks about why he is the best, Mm -hmm. specifically. Yes. And then... Andrew is, like, weirdly fantasy racist. What what did he say? I forget, what he... I said he's fantasy racist in my notes. Of, like, he just kind of is, like, talking about... How ugly the Rana are. And yeah, he's, like, he's, he's, like, really awkward.
1: He said something about, like, not being able to connect with you people or something.
0: Yeah, like, it's very weird and, like, well-meaning fantasy racist. Yes. And
1: at the king it does have, like, an hourglass. So everybody gets, like, time to speak. Yes. But the whole time there's, like, some sort of servant whispering in the king's ear.
0: Yes. And uh, the servant unmasks himself. Yes. And he's the Grand Vizier! Oh my, who who could have possibly seen this coming? And uh, they do not choose to help the Paladins, the Queen and Creo, and they have betrayed them. So they put each of the Paladins in a separate cage.
1: Yes. And like, this is the first time where like, there's like acting required? Yes. So like, all of the the Paladins are like, Yelling sound bites. They're like, "We're here to help." You're making a mistake.
0: Yes. And then Creo, uh, the queen, and Ansgar are in their own little cage. Yes. They're not real happy about it.
1: And they're all yeah. They're, they all feel very defeated.
0: So they're they're all defeated. But you see Lena sitting on her like sitting in her cage or standing in her cage, and she's visibly like looking up and looking around.
1: Yes, she knows what's up.
0: Like, she doesn't know what the challenge is yet, but knows that this is the challenge. Mm -hmm. So they then figure out the puzzle of the challenge, and this is when there's clearly.
1: By they, you mean Creo. Yes. Creo's like, wait, we're not lost. This is the challenge.
0: Yes. And so Creo kind of tells them what they need to do.
1: Yes. They,
0: They need to throw a lasso. And. Haul Their their cages are, like, on a pulley system. Yes. So they need to haul themselves in their cages to where there's a, like, sharp stone.
1: No, it's a knife. Uh, There's a knife. (laughs) It's just like, oh, there are knives just suspended in the air nearby.
0: As one does. So they have to get to a knife that they can use to cut themselves free.
1: Yeah, because they're just kind of, like, tied into the cages.
0: Yeah, they just can't. It's like a knot they can't get through. Right. So they have to cut the ropes of their cage and then... They're free, and the first person out will be spared from the fates. Yes. But there's only four of them left now, so only the first person. hmm And the first person is Andrew.
1: Yes, Andrew cuts himself free, and then, like, as soon as he's out, he, like, grabs all the knives.
0: And just distributes the knives. And
1: distributes them. There was this moment where I totally thought, like, Andrew was going to take all the knives and leave.
0: Oh, my God. And
1: turn on the group. <laughs>
0: You are really obsessed with the idea of someone turning on this group.
1: But, like, I, I, it's the whole... I mean, I guess that's just how I play D&D. Mm-hmm. But, like, the whole idea where it's like, I'm out. And then, and then he just runs up and he goes, The prisoners are trying to get away. I'm here. And just taking the Grand Vizier's job.
0: So, if you've never played an RPG or a LARP or a tabletop game with Noah, <laughs> don't, because he's an asshole. Um... So I, I
1: always want to betray somebody. You
0: do. I can't believe that. Like I can't believe people play with me. One, I can't believe people play with you. Two, I can't believe you've never betrayed someone you're actually friends with.
1: <laughs> no, because it's a fantasy, and in in reality, I'm very loyal and kind. I want to be able to play a fantasy character, and my dreams and my fantasies. I dream about being a douchebag.
0: So Andrew, they, they're racing against time. And Andrew gets the rest of them, the rest of the paladins and Ansgar, Creo, and the queen out of their cages and they all haul it.
1: Yeah, and she takes off the necklace.
0: Yeah, and then the Rana realize they're gone. Yes. Because we now realize the necklace was like a homing beacon. Mm Mm-hmm. So Andrew receives his third mark, that of strength. And they're now in like a cave-like shelter because they can't go back to their campsite. Right. And there's a really great conversation with Shondo and Lena about decorating the shelter.
1: Oh, I think we remember Where like,
0: you did a really good job decorating the shelter. And Lena goes, aren't you glad there's still a girl here? Needed mm-hmm. a woman's touch. And Shondo's like, yeah, this mid-century furniture. <laughs> like, it's this very, like, silly, fun. Well, there's also, like,
1: a moment, I think we might have missed it, where uh, Lena, like, throws water on
0: Andrew. Yeah.
1: And Andrew goes, I'll keep that in mind when it comes to the fates challenge.
0: And she's like, ah. And
1: she's like, that is not funny.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, it's this very, like, we see the rapport really well here in these people. And we get the same, like, B-roll of the full moon. And what's happening is now there's Banshees. There's a Banshee who makes a horrible noise. Yes. And you have to get an offering to her. For safe passage. Yes. And it's apparently eggs, but I thought it was lemons, because I guess banshees are prone to scurvy. Um,
1: no, I'm pretty sure they're eggs.
0: Yeah, no, I, they are eggs. I thought they were lemons.
1: You thought they were lemons. Because
0: I have a... Uh, well, then
1: why not an orange?
0: Oh. let
1: you eat the lemon.
0: Oh, well, she's scary looking. <laughs> Just because you keep giving them lemons. And... Uh, one thing I need to point out that I didn't put in my notes is we get this like before the episode starts, they build up each of the four remaining paladins.
1: Yes, yeah, there's like that.
0: There's like a little vignette reel. on each one. Uh and each of them is a trope. Yes. At this point. Uh Lena is the underdog. Right. Lena's like the only girl, the smallest, the weakest. She is the underdog. Yes. Patrick is the hero archetype. They kind of make him look like the front runner mm-hmm. uh Andrew is the impetuous young fighter who like can't get out of his own way very well, right, which is like a super trope and like most stories revolve around the Andrew type character learning to focus and learning to become right It's you know Luke Skywalker whining about power converters becoming Luke the Jedi, yeah. And then Shondo is the brave warrior who is completely confident in himself and his abilities. Yes. So we have those vignettes, and that's kind of what the producers want us to go in thinking. Now, Lena, Shondo, and Patrick are the three going up for the fates. Yeah. And they have to cross this gross bog without dropping their tray or their eggs... And if they do, they have to go back and get new ones.
1: Yeah, it's this weird, like, floating, like, balance game.
0: Yes. And uh, Lena decides she's going to go slowly. Yeah. And Shondo and Andrew are trying to run, or Shondo and Patrick are trying to move quickly. Right. Which, this almost pays off for Lena.
1: Yeah, because they both, like, fall in the water pretty quickly.
0: And Lena almost makes it the entire way. It's the egg challenge all over again. She makes it, like, 90% of the way, and then falls.
1: Yeah, it looks like she's, like, on something that spins.
0: Yeah, she has to transition from one platform to another, Yeah, and and that transition kills her. She
1: just loses it.
0: So, uh, Shondo ultimately gets there first, and the Banshee touches his face, and we get this great talking head. Of Shondo in despair going, why is everything in this world so ugly? Yeah. (laughs) And he has complained multiple times about the Rana being ugly, the Hag being ugly, Verlocs being ugly. So he's just, by this point, he's like, why is everything in this world so
1: ugly? (laughs) The Banshee's like touching his face and he's like, I've brought an offering. And then the Banshee touches his face and he's like, no, 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 no. It's down here. Eggs. Eggs are good.
0: Yeah, like, it's very funny to watch. It's the most uncomfortable Shondo is in the entire show. Yeah. This is Shondo's also first face challenge.
1: Yeah, the first time he has to face one of these challenges. And, because he's Shondo, crushes it.
0: Yeah. I, I would say he doesn't crush it as much as he's crushed other challenges. Well, he And won. this one was at least a little bit close. Right. So, now it is Lena and Patrick. And, uh, Lena... This is interesting because it was an aquatic challenge. Lena has no makeup on. And Lena's hairstyles have gotten less and less intricate. Right. It's because Leticia was doing her hair. Oh, okay. So when Leticia left, because I actually had a note where I was like, did the hairstyles quit? <laughs> because.
1: No. no, she was banished.
0: Because Lena had had these like elaborate braided hairstyles in earlier episodes. And then the end episodes, it's a much more simple Perhaps one someone could do to themselves instead of having right. a friend help her.
1: That makes sense.
0: So there is a tie because there's two and two.
1: Yes. And so Andrew she-
0: chooses Lena and Shondo chooses Patrick. Right. And now you finally get your wish, and the mark means something. Yes. Uh, the mark of uh, strength. Went to Andrew. So Andrew is permitted to make the final choice on who will stay.
1: Yes, they, they will get to be the tiebreaker vote. From a reality show point of view, it. I'm curious to know if they knew this going in. I'm going to guess not.
0: I mean, the votes do make sense. Like, Andrew votes for Lena because Andrew talks about in his talking head, like, having an emotional attachment to Lena.
1: Yeah, I, I'm just saying, like, from a gameplay point of view, if you knew that the person who won the mark would break ties, mm-hmm. that would affect gameplay. And it's not something that we see.
0: Yeah, this is the only time we see it.
1: So I'm guessing it's sprung on you.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, Andrew stands there and, like, this is different because he has to actually look at them. This is the first time you've had to look at each other. Yeah. Because... Usually the paladins who are up for elimination are standing with their backs to the other paladins. So they are only looking at the fates. So it's not until they turn around and see who voted for them. This time, Andrew looks at both of them, goes between them, and returns to his space at Lena's shoulder. Yeah,
1: it'd be weird if he changed his mind at that moment, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Uh Lena and Patrick embrace, and Andrew kind of, like, comforts Lena, who has started to cry. Right. Because this has been, like, a lot. And Lena's been up for the last couple of eliminations at yeah. this point. So, like, Lena is really the underdog. She is kind of getting through on the skin of her teeth now. Yes. This is the third uh, Fates Challenge where she has been in the vote. Right. Um, and Lena believes that she was chosen because the boys believed Patrick was a stronger competitor, and they're now at the end of the series and need to, like, choose who they think they could be
1: yeah which is weird that it, it makes this shift out of nowhere because the whole time it has been uh who will make who will be, who's the true hero who will help us in our goal of saving this kingdom this is the first time where it's like I think I could beat Patrick yes and Andrew never admits that that's what he he did
0: no Andrew just emphasizes his quote emotional attachment to Lena yeah which like would sound in any other show like a crush, but, like, this is such a strange format. Yeah. That you could totally see it's, like, this brothers-in-arms situation. Yeah. And, again, Patrick is also a realistic plot elimination. Yeah. In a fantasy story. Patrick is the oldest remaining competitor. He's been kind of, like, the big brother mentor to everybody. And what happens to the mentor in the 11th hour of a quest?
1: Yeah, they, they die.
0: Yes. So that's kind of this, like... The most notable thing about this elimination is we don't see Patrick's, like, force ghost. Over yeah, the
1: they never actually make his force ghost. It's very odd.
0: And we don't, and nothing else happens.
1: Yeah, the show just kind of ends.
0: Yeah, like, this is a weird elimination. This has been the most plot-heavy episode of, like, we had to have all this stuff happen. hmm But, like, he doesn't get the, like, farewell montage that Bonnie got. Like, Patrick is just kind of eliminated. In a way that, like... Alright, we got rid of the Mentor. Like, it's, you know. I'm guessing this
1: episode ran long.
0: Yeah, it's the Obi-Wan Kenobi dying. And, like, he dies and then they all have to go, like, blow up the Death Star. Um, So then we have the finale. Yes. And it's the three remaining Paladins and Ansgar. And he is leading them toward, like, the end challenge. But they come against Dark Riders for Verlocs. And Ansgar's like, I'll create a diversion. He GTAs a horse. Yeah. He just kind of like throws the rider off and just takes a horse and it's like, my horse now.
1: Well, he also gets like bashed in the face and we think like he's captured.
0: I was about to say, he's then quickly overpowered. Okay. And they're, but like, overpowered like a boss. Right. Like there's like eight of them and one of him.
1: Yeah, Yeah, bring it.
0: Yeah, like it is... Again, very tropey of like it's uh, Syrio Forel, yeah, in Game of Thrones, how he goes out to save Arya like a boss,
1: yeah, like this is a grand sacrifice because he now truly believes in the Paladins.
0: And uh, Shando has a really great talking head about like how great Ansgar is and how much all of the Paladins, including him, respect Ansgar. Yeah, and uh the then creo is able to get them to the fates
1: yes they end up going to the fates during the day which yeah. is something that we've never seen before so
0: instead of the darkness it's the, it's the same set but it's in the daylight it's still cool looking uh the fates clothes are still grand and then i have this moment of like why didn't they just sleep in the hall of fates
1: because the i think the uh the answer we're supposed to get is the the hall of fates is not a really a location It is something that appears to them.
0: And it appears specifically to Creo. Yeah. Because Creo leads the Queen to the Hall of Fates and like, it's this whole thing that like it appears during the day. Yeah. And uh, Lena says she has three older brothers again, to the point where I wrote, drink every time Lena says she has three older brothers. (laughs)
1: Because she does.
0: And uh, she's kind of planning that for this final challenge, she is going to pit Shondo and Andrew against each other and then kind of sneak under the two of them. Right. Like focus them on each other and then weasel through. And this is as you you called what this was gonna be. You said it was gonna be a like mega mix challenge of multiple pieces, like yeah. who done it.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a let's run around and do everything.
0: So the first part of the challenge is there is a map in a vine. So the first part of the challenge is you have to hack and slash these vines because there's a map in one of the vines. Yes. And as Noah says...
1: Yeah. We start with luck.
0: Yes. Gotta love a good luck challenge. Uh, Shondo gets his map first and hauls ass ahead. Yeah. Then Lena uh, gets hers. Uh, Shondo gets to the next point before her. And it is three... it, It is... Three sets of scales with six items. Yeah. And you have to balance the scale. Right. And Shondo has an incredibly difficult time with this challenge. Yeah,
1: he just can't figure out what he needs to be doing.
0: It gives Lena time to get to the challenge. And uh, Lena really takes her time and she's very careful and thoughtful. Andrew has missed the fact that he has already cut the vine with the map. Yeah. Andrew is so hack and slash he never sees the map fall, mm-hmm. then looks behind him and realizes it fell some time ago. So mm-hmm. then he has to haul himself to catch up. Right. Andrew barely gets to the third challenge when Lena balances the scale and runs. Yeah. So Lena is the first person easily through the second challenge. Yes. Shondo is really frustrated. Shondo is having the world's hardest time with it. Yeah. Andrew chooses to think about what he's learned. And Andrew is able to balance his scale before Shondo.
1: Yeah. Now let's let's talk about this. It's it's six items. Yeah. And you just need to make sure that the scales are balanced. Mm-hmm. Now Lena was the one that was kind of like weighing each against each other. Yeah. I was like just trying to like do a process of elimination. But like if you brute force this, it really shouldn't take that long. No. If you if you try every combination of three things and three things like. It really should be that, like, pretty quick.
0: My thought is that Shondo, like, panicked and forgot which Mm -hmm. combinations he'd already tried. Right. Because you don't have, like, a piece of paper in front of you. You can't go, well, I've done A, B, and C together. I've done A, B, and D together. Right. So, like, we see him pick things up and put things back down. And I'm assuming he just doesn't remember which combinations he has done versus has. Yeah. So, Andrew gets there. And then we get the chain link challenge. They have to um, chain an ogre into a cellar?
1: Yeah, we never actually see the ogre. No. But it's basically, you have to run through these chains, through these hooks, and it, it basically explains that you have to go, like, from one side to the other every time. Yes. And you have to use every hook.
0: Yeah, and the instructions say, like, you have to go r- left to right.
1: Left to right, and then you gotta lock it with a lock.
0: It is literally reading comprehension and uh, tedium.
1: I mean, like, honestly, the reading comprehension is not that hard. It's just a lot of, like, pulling heavy chain through these holes.
0: But the reading comprehension is a big part of it. It really
1: shouldn't be. It is. But But it... Shouldn't be. So what
0: happens is, they also say only two people will progress from this challenge. Yes. So whichever one of them does not complete this one in time will be eliminated. Right. So, uh, Lena is working through it. Right. Andrew cannot find his chain.
1: Andrew, he doesn't really even look. He just kind of like eyeballs his area and was like, oh, I left the chain back at the scales. Which he didn't. No, it is chains, sitting right there.
0: Yeah, the chains were left by. And he takes so long to run there and back. Lena's like almost halfway done.
1: Yeah, and like Shondo's like, I don't know what Andrew's doing. He's back.
0: Yeah, and it's like a really funny talking head of Shondo being like, what are you? <laughs> All right, whatever. Um, So Lena's like working calmly and carefully. uh, And then Andrew gets back and sees the chains next to the cellar door. Yeah. And then he rushes through the challenge and does everything wrong. Yes. So he has to undo about half the door. Yep. Because he he doesn't finish. He gets a strong way through it and then realizes.
1: Yeah. That he did not do it right.
0: And then uh, there's both still there when Shondo finally balances the scale. Yes. So he is running forward and Lena gets the lock. Before Shondo actually even gets to the cellar doors.
1: Yeah. So she's got a nice lead over... Yes. Both of them, really.
0: Yeah. So we hear her in the woods like, come on, come on, you can do this. Yeah, keep
1: pushing, keep pushing.
0: Like we, Because we have no idea...
1: The distance between yeah, obstacles. We don't
0: know if it's, you know, a two-minute run, a ten-minute run. Right. And the final challenge is back to the beginning. It's an archery challenge. It's
1: an archery if challenge. If you
0: get a bullseye... A bridge will fall, and you will be able to go fulfill your destiny. Right. So, during this, uh, she's having a hard time.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of shots of Lena, like, quietly cursing at herself. as she shoots arrows into the woods.
0: She's close on a lot of them. Mm. Like, she hits the target a lot, but she just doesn't get a bullseye.
1: Yes, there's also a few that, like, hit the target and fall.
0: Yeah. Uh, And then... Andrew completes the task correctly. Yes. And Shondo is eliminated.
1: Yes. so we see him get Thanos Thanos snapped.
0: Yeah. And then we get like Shondo's little retrospective montage in here about like Shondo is the confident warrior and how well he's performed. We get his sizzle rule. His best of.
1: Yes. Exactly. And you see him being a badass.
0: Yeah. And then we get this and then we see Andrew taking off toward the final archery challenge. Mm. And he gets there. Right as Lena hits the target, he never even picks up a bow.
1: He never even gets to.
0: He doesn't get to fire an an arrow. So then Andrew gets dusted. Yes. And we get his retrospective almost immediately. Right. And it's about how much he's learned and how he has become a better person and a better everything he's ever been and how much he's learned from the other paladins. So then Lena crosses the bridge and she is one.
1: Mm-hmm. But she like teleports to the fates.
0: Well, no, she actually just climbs the bridge and they're there.
1: No, there's like an effect.
0: Oh yeah, there's the effect of like she, I guess, gets dusted and then appears the fates. Yeah,
1: she's transported there.
0: And we realize this whole part now is just plot. Yes. She has to act out the end of the story. Mm-hmm. So she arrives at the fates like, sup fates. And they bid her approach, and she's told to assemble the spear.
1: Which is funny to me, because there's, like, a moment where you see her just kind of, like, screwing stuff together. It's like, yes, assemble the spear! Okay.
0: And then a smash cut to the spear being pretty much done, except for the last piece. Because it's very Ikea-looking. Yes. So... You couldn't have helped... You couldn't have assembled this by the time I... All right, Fates, thanks. So... Then they're kind of do the, like, do you accept the challenge? And Lena's like, I sure do. <laughs> nah. So she is standing alone in front of the fates. And then there's a special effect. Mm. And then a superhero landing as all 11 paladins. Yeah. Return. Yes. Um, and we get Lena's retrospective. Now that she has won. Right. And her voiceover is in tears. Mm-hmm. Like she is she is one. This is her triumph. And you see uh Adria beaming at her, and Leticia beaming at her, and Shondo announcing that, like, when the light shine brightest, Lena performed. Which was his yeah. his phrase. When the light shine bright- brightest, they performed. They performed. And he even says, when the lights shine brightest, I didn't perform. When mm. he's eliminated. So Uh, We get this great moment where the other paladins are cheering for her and smiling at her. And it's this really, like, uh, have you seen or read the seventh Harry Potter book? Yeah. When he uses the Resurrection Stone and the three non-evil marauders and Lily arrive. It felt like that. This, like, very important, like, we are about to do the plot.
1: Yeah, here we go
0: here is everybody who means something to you. And Ansgar also rematerializes. And he looks like he has seen some shit. Yeah. Like, he's been roughed up. He has, like, a head wound.
1: Yeah, we kind of thought he was dead. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to see him.
0: And I straight up cheered because I am, like, at this point in the episode, I'm all in. Yeah. Like, I am all dweeb-ass dweeb in. And I'm like, yeah! Ansgar's back! What's up? And like, he informs us that the queen and Creo are missing. Right. And that we have to like that the paladins have to do this. So what's going to happen is there is an underground passage that is very small. Yes. That they are going to send Lena through so that she can get to Verloc's directly, and Ansgar and the paladins will create a diversion. Right. So there's this creepy passage. And I have to admit that this is the least funny because it's Lena. Mm-hmm. Like, Lena or Adria would not have been that funny. Yeah. Or Jasmine. Mm-hmm. It would have been really funny to watch, like, Shonda.
1: Shonda with this big spear, like, Nch-jot.
0: Like, trying to fit through this very small passage.
1: Yeah, it would have been a hassle.
0: It would have been kind of hilarious. So then, like, the other paladins storm the castle, and everybody gets to do some, like, cool fighting shit.
1: Yeah! Yeah! Everyone gets to, like, jump in and do some stuff, but I think we are both in agreement. The person who got to do the coolest stuff was Patrick.
0: Oh, yeah, Patrick's, like, wrecking people.
1: Patrick threw a guy off a horse.
0: Yeah, like, Patrick is, like, kicking ass and taking it. Patrick is the Neville Longbottom. Yeah. Of this battle. Of, like, he just comes in, and he's, like, you know, wrecking everything. Mm-hmm. Now, this is super interesting to me. Because in the interviews in the Geek Initiative, the Paladins say that, they trained for this final battle after they were eliminated.
1: That makes sense.
0: Which means Patrick had what 12 hours? Roughly, yeah. Cuz he would have been eliminated the night before.
1: Right, right. And we, he was doing a lot of cool stuff. We don't know when this was filmed.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm assuming every like every episode seemed to be about that 2-day model.
1: Yeah, I would definitely say this is a day after the challenge at least.
0: Yeah. So this is, this is cool. And, like, Patrick's doing a lot considering he was in for the shortest amount of time. But we see everybody get to do some things. Even, like, Katie, who we haven't seen since the first episode. And Lena gets through the passage and she's in the Battle Dome. There's also this really good moment where, like, Ansgar's in trouble. And Leticia, like, Kool-Aid mans through a bunch of people yeah. to save him. And it's this is like, really good moment because, like, Leticia and Ansgar have had, like, a very good rapport. Mm-hmm. Of, like, she's the one who, like, cuts through the crap and goes, like, how do you know that guy? Yeah. And, like, probably in a realistic battle simulation, like, Ansgar would probably lean on Leticia because of the kind of fighter she has shown herself to Yeah, she did
1: win that badge.
0: But, like, she's also probably one of the better balances of physical strength versus mental strength Mm -hmm. in the show.
1: Before we get to that. Yes. There's a nice little bit of direction here. In that, like, you mentioned Lena goes through the Battle Dome and stuff. Lena kind of takes us a journey through all of the, like, main locations of the castle. Yes. Kind of a, like, remember this? Mm -hmm. Remember this? Then we trained and we got here and then we got here and it all led up to this. So a nice little bit of, like, visual storytelling here.
0: Yeah, and she ends up, I think, in what looks like their common room. Was it? It looked like it. Uh, it was an interior room in the castle.
1: Yeah, we don't see that in daytime very often, so it's hard to say.
0: Verlox has the Queen and Creo prisoner. Yes. And Creo, like, pleads with Lena, like, trust yourself. You're the one true hero. You can do this. Because Verlox is like, just give me.
1: Yeah, Verlox is claiming that, like, he knew that this would happen. And the way that it actually ends is the one true hero brings him the Sun Spear. Yeah. And clinches his victory.
0: And Lena's like, nah.
1: Yeah, that ain't happening.
0: So the dark forces begin to get the upper hand on the other paladins mm-hmm. as Lena and Verlocs fight. And then uh, the vizier comes out and he like goes to stab Lena. Yes. And Ansgar dispatches him. Yes. Ansgar's like, nah fam.
1: That ain't happening.
0: Uh, So we get this like super cool fight and then she finishes him with a special effect.
1: Yes, and like stab him at the chest, and there's, like, a beam of light that comes out of it. And, I don't
0: even think she stabs him. I think she just aims it at him, and then the power of the sun. Yeah. Like, this is a very goreless, you know, PG fantasy. Yeah. So, like, a magical sunbeam destroys the darkness. And fireworks are shot off throughout Sanctum. Yes. Because they've vanished, they've vanquished the darkness, the Twelve Kingdoms of Everrealm, Yes. Are back to being harmonious and happy. Yes,
1: we have the one true hero, and it's Lena.
0: And then the paladins get this royal farewell, and there's this like nice, like parade sequence mm-hmm. where it's Lena and then the eleven other paladins in formation. Right. And it's like this really nice moment, and they have hero capes, and they're talking about how much they loved Everrealm and how much. And Patrick's like, "I'll move here.
1: Yeah, I'll have a vacation home."
0: And that's the end of the series. Yes. Except. Except. You see the vizier in his dungeon cell. And then we see someone untie his hands. And the vizier turns around and asks his unknown rescuer, what took you so long?
1: Smash cut to black.
0: Yep. And that was the quest. Yes. This show is wild.
1: This this show is a lot of fun. It really is. Uh, So we got to start here. Who do you think freed the vizier?
0: Um. So, in reading the... I have who I, like, want it to be. In...
1: Oh, do you know? No. Okay.
0: Uh, in the Geek Initiative interviews, there was apparently a joke at one point that the queen and the vizier were having an affair. Oh. So, I think it would be crazy interesting if it were the queen.
1: Interesting. Interesting. I like that. I, I kind of had a thought that maybe it was... Lena, because of the words that were used, where, like, giving me the sun spear will clinch my victory. And when Lena points the sun spear, her eyes go, like, weird. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe she absorbed part of him.
0: She Captain Marveled? Y-
1: y- kind of, yeah. Oh,
0: I thought you meant, like, she absorbed the sun spear.
1: No, she absorbed part of Vorlocks. Of okay. And thus, like, kind of became him. And then that's where we were going to go. Uh, Or
0: it could be Christian. Or it could could be Christian. I always
1: think it's Christian.
0: He is the. uh, If you've seen a pup named Scooby Doo,
1: he's red herring. Yes, he's red herring. Red herring. No, I I thought this was very interesting, and like the the tease for season two is very interesting. Yes, because it's good to know like they were going to continue this story.
0: Yes, and it seems like they. Had an idea for what that second season would be. I don't have that information.
1: Okay. Do, do you have any other information to to add before we give this a rating?
0: This was an incredibly immersive experience for the Paladins. Yeah. Like it wasn't like off camera Ansgar, Creo, and the Queen turned into the people they normally were. Mm-hmm. Everything was immersive. That's awesome. When the cameras were not on them, Ansgar was still Ansgar mm-hmm. when he was with the Paladins. Interesting. So this was like this crazy immersive experience. And uh, the cast as it stands is actually very close still. Cool. Uh, as I mentioned in the previous episode, there is a very active fan community for the show called The Quest Army on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I posted like a, hi, we just watched the show. This was cool. Uh, I'd love to talk to anybody involved. Yeah. And like... The fans and several cast members were like immediately responsive,
1: which is super cool.
0: It was really cool. We're we can't like announce anything yet because we're not exactly sure what's gonna happen, yeah. But uh, this is re- it was really cool. I also have mutual friends on Facebook with a couple of these people, yeah. And I had this moment of like, how come I have mutuals with people from the quest? And then like, I think about how small the nerd world is, and I'm like, yeah, it's of a course, small I have world. mutuals with. Mm-hmm. So it's this incredibly active group and like so there's still it's about the anniversary right Is now. It? Yeah. It's about the fifth anniversary. Well, uh Bonnie posted in that group that like my thumb still hurts. Like oh. <laughs> she kind of like made a joke about how her thumb was never the same after it. Gotcha. So like it's this really interesting super, super niche mm-hmm. community. Like they do an exchange every Christmas called Questmas.
1: That's adorable. Yeah,
0: it's, like, really... And they're very, very nice. And, like, it's this really cool fan base. And they have had ideas about Season 2. Huh. And, like, your first idea was, like, they should go to space.
1: Yeah, I thought that Season 2 should be sci-fi.
0: And this was before we saw the last episode. We were talking about space. And that has also come up in the Quest Army group. Uh, The Quest Army group has also talked about, like, ways to incorporate the Season 1 paladins. Okay. So, like, kind of having the season one paladins be a resource. Mm -hmm. Kind of, like, having them take some of what Creo and Ansgar were doing in this season, and some of it is going to be other people. Gotcha. Like, I imagine, like, Shondo would be working more closely with Ansgar.
1: Okay, so similar to uh, the way girls come back in Rock of Love.
0: Yeah, to do, like, a challenge. it's
1: like, we have to do battle against this guy. I'm Shondo!
0: Yeah, like, the roller derby challenge in Rock of Love, where, like, you see Lacey going, like, what up, Skanks? Yeah. Like, picture that, it's like a research challenge, but they get there, and it's Paladin Jim going, what's up, Skanks?
1: (laughs) Um, I'm Jimbo Slice!
0: Yeah, like that, so, like, there, there's still a change.org, uh... Petition for bringing back the quest for season two. Awesome. So they, like, this fan base is still really active. Yeah. It's a cool show. It's such a cool show. And the Paladins, uh, based on something I that was in the Facebook thread I was in, uh, they still talk and they still meet up. That's awesome. Uh, Paladin Jim mentioned at one point, like, oh, I'll be in the neighborhood with other Paladins soon. Oh, cool. So, like, they are still in touch with each other. That's awesome. And that's really cool. So, like, they had this crazy, unique experience together, and I've always wondered who still speaks after a show.
1: Right, right. So, this is,
0: like, the most the curtain's ever been down, Mm -hmm. with, like, oh, we still speak. Oh, this was really cool. So, uh, we're hoping that we are going to be able to uh, do an episode of Stay Doomed that will be a very special episode uh, based on interviews yeah, with some of the paladins from the quest.
1: Yeah, so hopefully they'll be able to reach out. We're setting up a time, hopefully, very soon. Yes. So that should be the next episode. Uh, and, and There you,
0: might be an episode between that and this yeah, one, we'll depending what on what we're able to do.
1: So my big question is, I'm not sure if you found this in your, your research, what was the prize?
0: I never found out.
1: Never found out the prize. I always thought that was odd.
0: And I also, like, I I have not been in touch with Lena.
1: Yeah, does Lena have the sun spear, like, above her mantle?
0: I, I have no idea. I I actually would very much like to reach out to Lena. Yeah? Uh, Because I went to first grade with her.
1: <laughs> it's so weird.
0: Yes, Uh, we're watching the show, and it said, like, her hometown. And I'm staring at her like, wait a minute. And then you watched me go into, like, my closet. Yeah. And produce this, like, ye old time school book. Yep. Of, like, all of my mementos from childhood, because I am ye old hoarder, and I pulled out this, like, weird newspaper clipping of three little boys, Mm -hmm. Lena, yep, and me. Yep. And I look like a class one ham. Did you think that she was the one true hero when you met her in first grade? Uh, no. In first grade, I was so viciously self-centered that there was no way I was not the one true hero. Oh, okay. Um... I probably thought I was the one true hero.
1: That makes sense.
0: Um, so yeah, like, so I would actually really love to talk to Lena because I have this weird, like, I don't really remember any, like, I believe we were, like, friends? Yeah. But, like, I don't remember anything about, like, I don't remember much of first grade because it was first grade.
1: Yeah, it was a while ago.
0: So, like, there's this picture of us together, so I clearly knew her at some point. Yeah. But.
1: So, uh, what's your, what's your vote here?
0: Um, I'm going to call this a stay tuned because I think it, based on the quest, uh, the quest Bible, essentially, I was given, they knew everything about this kingdom. It could have been like, okay, you've saved Castle Sanctum. You know, now you, Ansgar, and Creo are going to the next kingdom to help them with this problem. Right. And, like, they clearly had the Vizier is the big bad, Mm -hmm. and they clearly had a plan for what they were going to do. Right. So I, I'm going to call it a Stay Tuned because I think it was a really interesting show. It was not a great reality show. Right. But it was a really good, fun thing to watch. And it like, as a dweeb, it was really fun to watch this like cool wish fulfillment fantasy.
1: Absolutely. I- I'm also going to say it's a Stay Tuned Uh, Because I said in the last episode that like halfway through it, I was like, this is the best show I will ever say stay doomed to because it's not succeeding in what it's supposed to be, which I considered a reality show set in a fantasy world. It is a fantasy show that happens to be a reality show. Yes. So it is a fantasy show first. And if you look at it that way, it tells a nice story, like beginning, middle, end character growth, like it succeeds there. Absolutely. And it's very good. I was also in the camp of like, oh, next season should be sci-fi. I think that they could just continue this story. I also think that since it is unclear what the prize is, season two could have just been a scripted show with... With Lena as, like, a Xeno warrior princess
0: character. Lena warrior princess. Yeah, where
1: it's just like, yeah, I'm the one true hero, and now, each week, you'll join me on an adventure, and we just, like, lose the reality show completely.
0: Yeah, and then, like, the other paladins just come around sometimes. Yeah, (laughs) like, I think they could have just
1: been like, yeah, the prize is you get to be a show, and you get to be the hero of the show. And that would have been cool. That would have been real cool.
0: Yeah. uh, The show did fairly well. It had a huge Twitter following. Yeah. I mean, obviously it had a huge following in that it still has a following and it was a one season show five years ago. Yeah. And there are still people talking about it that aren't us specifically.
1: Yeah. How about that?
0: Like, usually with these shows, it's like, hey, it's me and three other people. Uh, Like, you know, with Daisy of Love, where it was like, it's us and Reality Graveyard. Yes.
1: Yes. Hi, Reality Graveyard.
0: Hi. Don't threaten me with a good time.
1: Uh, so, uh, real quick, I guess, programming. We yes. should mention. Uh Next week will either be an interview with The Quest or a retrospective of year one of Stay Doomed.
0: Year one? That doesn't... Shouldn't you say Stay Doomed, the series?
1: No. We're going to talk about what's going on and uh, what the future of Stay Doomed holds.
0: But... But we're getting canceled after one season.
1: No, I think uh, I think we're stay tuned.
0: What took you so long? That's what the vizier says. I got it. Yeah, <laughs> well, say that for the benefit of our audience. And you also looked at me like I was an idiot. So thank you so much for watching. Where can people find us, Laura? You can email us at Show at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at staydoomed.
1: And if you want to talk to me about how you would write Lena Warrior Princess, I'm at TV's Noah.
0: If you have, like, a distressing number of mutual friends with the cast members of any one particular reality show, I'm at Priorities. Until next time, stay doomed.